Welcome to Travel Chicks, where we talk travel, transformation, and inspiration. My name's Melissa. I'm the founder of Travel Chicks, and I want to let you know that it may be me, it may be one of our other travel chicks, but welcome on board this adventure. Please, if you love what you hear, like it, leave a review, and share this with your friends. We need to inspire more people to create their own travel story. Welcome back. We are live today for another episode of Travel Chicks, where we help you find your flow and say, yes, let's go. And today's guest, I am so excited because I've been following her on Instagram for quite some time. And I got to say, your husband, Christelle, is like an incredible photographer. And how amazing that you two can be experiencing the world as you do together. So how about you share with everybody who you are and what you and your husband are up to in the world? Thank you, Melissa. I'll let Dan know. He'll be really happy about that. Um, sometimes he takes pictures in a very, um, say, nonchalant and even sometimes angry manner because he's like, oh, I can't, I can't take it anymore. That's too many pictures because we're always trying to get the perfect pictures, as you know. It's all about the perfect picture. And uh, so he'd be really happy to know that his hard work is paying off and people are appreciating what he's doing. So thank you very much for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so my name is Christelle and I'm a French-born um, citizen and I moved to Australia about eight years ago. Um, so I was born in the Alps and um, a few years later my parents decided to move to Corsica. So I don't know if you've heard about Corsica. It's a, it's a beautiful um, island in the Mediterranean Sea. So it's literally between France, the south of France and Sardinia. Um, it's got a very big um, Italian influence and um, that's why you, you can you can see looking at me that I look a bit more Italian than French mm-hmm. um, and so um, I grew up on this island for about 15 years and the island is beautiful but it's quite small so I've always um, known that when I would be um, grown up and able to to leave Corsica I'd want to explore the world um, you know meet people from different cultures um, and, and yeah just explore a, a little bit of, of our beautiful planet um, so when I got the chance when I was studying um, in France in Toulouse I um, signed up for an exchange program in Cincinnati in the US um, where I spent six months um, it was a very very different experience from what I was used to um, I'd say the weather is probably pretty similar to what you've got in Alberta Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd never seen the snow, literally, in Corsica, it doesn't really snow, it's quite warm um, all year round. So here I am, 22 years old, landing in a field full of snow um, for a bright new adventure. So it was, it was really, really good. I was really happy. Um, started to speak a different language. I was really the first time I was using English, to be honest, because in French, we're not really big on languages. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I absolutely loved it. I made friends um, very quickly. And uh, I spent a really good six months. So then when I get, got back to France, I decided to just pack my bag and go for a road trip in Southeast Asia. So I traveled in Cambodia, Laos, Thailand, Vietnam, uh, Malaysia. Um, and, and really, I, I started to um, suffer from Wanderlust case, literally. Um, <laughs> I, every time I had time off, I had to book uh, a trip. Um, 
it, it was like my, my life started to revolve pretty much around all those trips um, being booked in advance. Um, and then I had uh, an amazing opportunity to move to um, Australia for an internship first. Um, and then they offered me a job uh, for a couple of years, so I decided to stay because um, Sydney is a beautiful, beautiful place. It's um, very warm, which is what I like. Mm -hmm. um, it's got beautiful beaches, and, and the people are lovely. So um, I was really happy to stay here, and that's where I met Dan. Uh, and Dan also loves to travel to tropical places, so we decided to set up the Tropical Travelers to share our tropical adventures and um, over the last two years we've started to become a bit more aware of um, the environmental impact we're all having um, and, and how bad it is for the planet. So we've also started to change our ways of, um, of living, our habits, try to be a bit more eco-friendly in our daily um, lives. Uh, and so besides sharing trips about um, all the places we go to, we also try to um, help people, guide them through their um, eco-friendly journey. They're keen to, to, to make a change, you know. Um, so this is what we, we, we're about, really, um, eco-friendly travel as much as possible because we all know that it's hard. When you, when you fly, you're already polluting quite a lot. Uh, but then if we can just try to offset this in our daily basis, then um, that's better than nothing, I suppose. Wow. What an incredible story and what a wealth of like worldly knowledge that you have under your, under your belt. It's so incredible. And I'm really curious what, like what inspires you to travel? Was it that first trip that you took to Cincinnati or what was it that, it, that inspires you to travel? I think it came from the fact that I was stuck on an island for so long um so until i was um pretty much 20 i didn't leave the island so i didn't even have a passport so i think really what inspires me to travel is the the thirst for adventure the um the excitement the joy um of discovering a new land a new culture new people um and, and i find my inspiration mainly in books um so it happens that I, maybe I read a book about um, Ethiopia or, I don't know, lost cities in, in the jungle of Guatemala and, and all of a sudden, if the description are very compelling, I, I want to book a flight over there. So um, I take books and also, of course, travel magazines, social media is a big one. I'm always on Instagram looking at new places and, you know, the visuals are, are pretty compelling sometimes. So, um, and also chatting to other travelers and just simply, yeah, discussing with other people about their experiences. Mm-hmm. And I think you kind of answered this question as well a little bit. And how do you think that travel can transform individuals? Yeah, so um, I'll take myself as an example, but chatting with a lot of um, friends that travel, I think we're all pretty much um, similar in that, in, in that instance. Um, I think traveling changes your outlook on life, literally. It widens your mind, makes you more tolerant. Um, it also makes you more appreciative of, of what you have. Um, I think it personally makes me reassess constantly my values, my, my way of living, my way of thinking. Um, you know, you go to um, third world country and you think, oh, well, my, my concerns really aren't concerns. Um, seeing how people leave somewhere else and what I've noticed is usually I mean this is my personal experience but people that have less are happier 
Um, so I, I really think it helps, yeah, put things into perspective. Be more empathetic of other cultures as well. Um, try to understand others a bit better. Um, and make it make, maybe make us less, a bit less self-centered and a bit more um, aware of, you know, the, the fact that we need to look at the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, you know, traveling requires courage, um, adaptability, tolerance. Um, so, so if you are able to, to, to develop those skills, you'll be really happy traveling and you'll really learn and develop yourself. Um, so that's how I think travel really changes your life. It helps you, um, yeah, think about the bigger picture and reassess your, your, your values constantly. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I know for myself, being a single parent right now, I the amount of travel that myself and my toddler have done in her short three years so far living on this planet is really teaching her the skills of how to adapt amidst chaos and how to adapt amidst like change and we all know that a lot of these real life skills that we need to conquer our dreams and our goals and all of these things are not taught in school. And I fully believe like some of the words you used, like traveling takes courage. Imagine me as a single mama traveling with a carry-on, two carry-ons. And I was thinking about that when you said it. <laughs> like it's I, I, as we trek through the airport, our last trip we took, I had a 40-pound bag on me. I had her stroller. I had her, and she's very active. So we're running around, and it's like this is just a comedy show in itself. But how many parents don't even decide to say yes to go and travel because it's such a hassle? It yeah. Is, yeah. What is yeah. waiting on the other side, even for yourself, traveling to all these incredible places and countries, look how much knowledge you've gained. Look how much insight you've, you've gathered and, and this worldly perspective that really has had the power to transform the way you see life, the way that you're starting to live your life. I mean, you said a big focus now is going green and how can we contribute in a positive way to the environment? Well, that probably wouldn't have happened if you didn't start traveling. No, and, and you can see the difference with people who unfortunately don't have the opportunity to travel or just don't want to, to do it and you know, just want to stay in their comfort zone. Um, I connect way less with these people because um, you, you can see that they're still very, not narrow-minded, but they're very self-centered. And so mm-hmm. all the things happening around don't matter that much because they're very... Uh, focused on you know their lives and and what matters to them right now at the moment without trying to um, explore what's out there and what else they could do for um, everyone around them. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think traveling is the best school of life, really, as you say. For your daughter, it's per- it, it's just perfect. I think it complements perfectly the academic um, learnings. You know, it's it's your on the field practice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Big time. So tell me this, with all your traveling that you do, what is that number one thing that you will not leave home without? Yeah, so it took me a while to, uh, when you when you asked this, this question before, it took me a while. I think it's a book. Um, I wouldn't live without a book because basically 
I get caught in the, 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 the busy days, the daily routine, and I don't really have time to zone out to read a proper adventure book. I really like adventure books. Um, so to me, traveling time, most of the time, equals reading time. Um, I like to pack my days with activities because I, was, I have a big uh, fear of missing out. So usually what I do is I read during, um, you know, during the travel. So on the plane, uh, living in Australia, usually everywhere I go involves an eight, nine, ten hour flight minimum. So that's a, that's a good way to, uh, to read a book. Um, on the bus, on the boat, um, anywhere really where I've got downtime, down um, I'll, I'll just read. Mm-hmm. Cool. Most of the time we're expecting like a little gadget or a little, you know, tool to use. So, you know what? It's so nice to hear the traditional book because everyone, yeah. like all well, of us are on our phones and our apps and all these things. So like reading a book. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And what advice could you give someone who may be afraid to travel or afraid to say, yes, let's go? Yes, yeah, so I think it's a it's a human trait. It's a normal, uh, you know, human trait to to be scared and be willing to stay in our comfort zone. What I would tell them first is um, something that Paulo Coelho said. It's very true. I find um, routine can be lethal. So, you know, there's nothing that makes you richer than traveling. So I'd, I'd have two main advice for them. The the first one would be that they have to understand that their trip won't necessarily go according to the plan. And that's okay. That's actually the beauty of it. Um, that's where you end up meeting extraordinary people and, you know, trying delicious food that you wouldn't have tried otherwise, because that's not what you, you know, you, you had planned to do in the first place. And I'll give you a really good example. Um, my sister and I, when we first traveled to Mexico, we flew from Cancun to Mexico DFA. And we landed at around 1 a.m. It was quite late in the night. And um, we didn't know that um, in Mexico, usually people get their family to come and pick you up at the airport. So literally in 10, 15 minutes, there's no one else left at the airport. It's, it's pretty much the way it is over there. So, but we didn't know. So we were just waiting here for the bus, you know, um, usually it, there's no problem with that. But then there's this old lady who was on our plane as well. And she came to us and she just asked us what we were doing here, just the two of us. And so we explained we're waiting for the bus to go to our hotel in the capital. And she said, you can't stay here. It's very dangerous for two girls, um, you know, in the night waiting there. Mm -hmm. So she, um, she offered to wait with us until her daughter and her son-in-law came to pick her up. And then she, they drove us, they literally drove us to our hotel. They were headed north and the, our hotel was south. So I don't know how many kilometers they had to, you know, add to their trip, but that was quite a lot. And whilst we were waiting, because it was January, so it's a bit chilly in Mexico, because it's in high in altitude, um, the lady just offered, she landed her jacket to my sister and we just thought what an incredible gesture like this old lady she doesn't know us she's driving us home she's lending her jacket and during the the drive to the hotel the the, the, the daughter asked us um if we were keen to to visit mexico mm -hmm. of course we were so she told us about this trip she was organizing to a volcano a volcano called um toluda de nevado something like that so mm -hmm. quite close to mexico city um, she was organizing that trip with her friends on that weekend. And she said, give me your number. I'll come and pick you up. We'll just take you there and you'll have a wonderful time. They just they were just really keen for us to, you know, experience, um, experience Mexico with the locals. So we said, yes, of course. And she did come 
On the Saturday, she picked us up. We uh, climbed the volcano with her friends. And afterwards, they took us to some local Latin, Latin pop bar. Um, and, you know, we sang, we danced with them all night long. That was just the best experience. And that was absolutely not expected. It wasn't planned at all. So that's the first advice I would give them. And then the second would be, if you're scared to travel, perhaps start traveling in your own country. Try to get used to, um, you know, seeing different places, being out of your comfort zone. Um, see what kind of travel you like to do. Do you like to organize your day? Do you like to be more chilled? Um, do you like to talk to people or rather just do museums on your own? Like what kind of, um, how, how do you like to travel? Mm-hmm. And then start um, maybe exploring neighboring countries before, you know, taking the big jump and, you know, traveling to the other side of the planet. I love that. I love the idea of just take a small little trip where you live. Start getting yourself used to getting outside of the box because so many people live inside this box that's usually your city. And, uh, you know, one question that I do have for you is, what is your favorite place that you've been to and why? So my favorite place I've been to is Mexico. (laughs) Um, And yeah, yeah. So by far, I've been to 25 countries plus and and it's it's still my favorite country. There's a few different reasons for that. First, uh, the people, big time. Um, They're they're incredibly friendly. I find them incredibly friendly. Um, They're they're very big on social um, connection, social bonding. They're very big on family, community. They've got this very strong sense of um, community that I really like. Um, I like the fact that they talk very loudly. They joke all the time. They dance. They they, they, they sing, they radiate happiness, really, um, to me. And I've been to Mexico three times, and I, the, the three times I had the same experience. So pretty sure that would be like a national trait, really. Mm-hmm. Um, they've also got incredible food. Um, they've got incredible drinks. So they've got the, the typical, you know, tequila and mezcal. But they also have wonderful wines, mm-hmm. um, which I, I didn't know at first. Um, and then there's, there's the fact that it's a country full of history, um, the Museum of Anthropology in Mexico DFA is one of the best I've ever visited. Um, it's full of um, Mayan jewels that have been retrieved from, from the pyramids. It's, it's fascinating, really. And then the landscapes, the sceneries, the fact that um, I think they've got 40 plus different states and they're also different. You go to Barra, California, you've got, um, you know, the cowboy vibe and, and all the premium vineyards that are trying to, to that are starting to develop over there. And then you move, you go to Quintana Roo, it's more about um, lost cities in the jungle and uh, immaculate beaches. Um, You go to um, Chiapas, it's more about the indigenous vibe. So there's a very strong indigenous um, culture over there still and very colorful colonial town. So it's all this this variety that I really like about the country as well. Mm, So interesting. Mexico is actually the place I took my daughter to last winter. We went down there to work because obviously I can work anywhere as long as there's Wi-Fi. And I've never actually heard that somebody chooses Mexico as, you know, their favorite place. And I agree. I went. So every year in Mexico, they have this large tourism event called Tiangas. And Tiangas actually showcases every single state inside Mexico. There was over 2,500 booths 
like there with there each state, like, you know, in their, their garb, you know, the clothing, the nice clothing they wore and what they're known for. And even for me, I was so fascinated by every different aspect that Mexico has to offer. It, it was really cool. And I'm so intrigued that Mexico is your favorite place. Yeah. Cool. So I'm, you know, I'm so happy that you took the time to join us today. Now, the last piece, the most important piece, how can people get in touch with you? If, you know, they want to check out your picture, the pictures that you guys post, if they want to get in contact with you, maybe they're visiting Australia and they're looking for a tour guide. How can people get in touch with you, Christelle? I'd say Instagram is definitely the go-to. I'm on there 24-7. I, I love it. I'm always on the app. So um, if, if they write to me on Instagram, I'll, I'll get back to them. Please, people, if you want to visit Australia, write to me. Even if you don't want a, a guide, but you just need to know what are the best places to see, like depending on what you, you like to do, I'd be more than happy to, to help you. I know Australia is a faraway country, so people don't really put it on their list because, you know, it's expensive, it's far um but it's it's incredible it's you really need to come here so yeah get in touch if you're interested and what is your instagram handle so it's the tropical travelers the tropical travelers easy enough yeah. Yeah. awesome so thank you so much for thank you melissa for yes. having me it was yes. lovely thank you thanks for the opportunity <laughs> yes of course